all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Follow us into Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch. Join our Facebook discussion group. Our Discord. Shit. What In our else? Gmail. Oh, oh, yes. Our, oh, I. If I'm off, I'm off. Uh, email us at allbadthingspod.com. Jesus Christ. Allbadthingspod at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yep. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Yes. Do all of those things. <laughs> Except correctly. Except, yes. <laughs> Except don't do like hardly any of, any of them. <laughs> In that last part. <laughs> so my, what, new, my new switch is... Uh, oh, yes. It's eating my brain cells, apparently. Somebody is now the proud owner of a Nintendo Switch Lite. That's correct. I'm guessing the Lite just means we don't have the console. You just have the... Yeah, it's a single-player handheld mm. device versus the thing that... Yeah, multiplayer the and the, 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 things the things that come off and you, you, it's a TV and the things and you <laughs> click and and multiplayer and <laughs> that's Kinda what like I that. didn't get. Yes. I got the... Just the handheld. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, Stardew and Celeste. How was Celeste? It, it said it was a pretty challenging game. It the, is uh, very challenging. Yeah. It is very challenging, yes. Those 2D side-scrollers usually are these yeah. days. Yeah, it's, it's challenging. That's what makes them popular, I think. Yeah. There is also a Tetris that I really want, because oh, you know me course. and Tetris. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Dr. Mario, maybe? Ooh, yes. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that's on there a, somewhere. A Zelda at some point. Of course. Mm-hmm. All the Nintendo faves. Yes. All the greats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> there we have it. Yes. <laughs> what are we drinking tonight? I am drinking the finest <coughs> national mm-hmm. local beer. Mm-hmm. And you are drinking? I am drinking <laughs> a blue moon. Yes. Indeed. Wow. We're, and we're both just feeling it tonight. Jesus Christ. We're like struggling. Struggling. <laughs> Was that Namath? Joe Namath. Yeah, Joe Namath. Struggling. Chad Pennington. I know he's struggling. <laughs> Gee, it's, you're it's, pretty. <laughs> it's one of the saddest and funniest things you'll ever see at the same time yes. because obviously Joe Namath was in the throes of alcoholism, what, whatever ism, sexism, <laughs> yeah. uh, or what is uh, a person that has uh, a sex person that has too much sex. What am I trying to say? A sex addict. <laughs> That, that person. A person that has too much sex. Yeah, yeah. He's probably in the throes of that. Alcoholism. Was he a sex addict or is he a I'm sex addict? I'm guessing he was. I mean, he was He was a playboy. I mean, he was. He had that reputation. So, huh. I don't know why. He's not... Like, I, I don't mind saying, like, if a guy is attractive. Like, men, uh-huh. are, men are attractive. He's not attractive. I don't think like, he's, never, like, ugly or anything I see, I conventionally. I kind of thought he was. Really? I don't know. He must just have that, that swagger. Must, like... Just go a long ways. I don't know. I don't know either. I've never met him. 
<laughs> never been around the guy. <laughs> Can't say. Never met him. You've never met Joe Namath? I have not. Oh, well, your know. life's not complete my, until you've uh, met Namath. In my circle of friends, he did not enter it. <laughs> until you met no Jameth. Mm-hmm. Oh. Met Namath, yeah, in the box. Like that's, I, I'm sure my dad has. My dad's met everybody. Probably. He's met a lot of old school people. <laughs> yeah. uh, At golf tournaments. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like the wrong person to meet all those people because he's never impressed. <laughs> yeah, because he's or not impressed. Or, like, he doesn't really <laughs> he's care. He's like, okay, whatever. Hi. <laughs> he's just like, it's that guy. It's oh, like, that person, yeah. Yeah, I think I met that guy. Like, Wait a second. You said you, you met Jim Kelly? I'm like, yeah. Shook, shook his hand, talked to him a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't particularly care. Mm-mm. Just like, yeah, you were great at a thing. That's that's cool. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I had grand plans. Grand. <laughs> grand plans to uh, have some research done. And we Lo can and all guess how that worked out. <laughs> I, my, speaking of struggling, my executive function skills have been... Not good <laughs> lately. Do you know what an executive function is? Uh, I specifically know, but I have an idea. It's basically the part of your brain that helps you like do shit, <laughs> like organize and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and and mm-hmm. and like be on the ball about mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm struggling with my executive function. Some of us moment. were born without that organizing <laughs> part of our brain. Well, that's the problem with ADD. Yes. It's it, it's too it organized. Affects that. Yes. So, we are pulling out a very handy listener script (laughs) from one of our frequent contributors, Stephen. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is what, the third one? Oh, several. I think it's been more than that. Yeah, we need to go back and count. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I believe we're going to be visiting New Zealand again. Oh, very nice. Could be wrong, but I believe so. So... Thank you, Stephen, for saving us <laughs> this week, as well as all listeners. Who have always saved us. Yes. Who have, who have definitely saved us on the, uh, like, right when we got into the 200s. That's oh, what, that's, that's yeah. When, that's when we started to lean on you guys quite a bit. Jeez. Well, tax seasons, <laughs> yeah. and, and now it's executive dysfunction seasons, yes. and... Um, Please keep it's them too, coming. <laughs> it's, it's too hot out and it makes me tired all day season. Oh my God. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. It's just the change in the heat. It's hard. I I wouldn't leave the house this week because yeah. of the heat. Yeah. It was pretty brutal out all mm-hmm. week. We saw mid-90s multiple times. So yeah, okay. Today was like 86 and it was like the coolest day I know. It felt like so week. nice. Yeah. It was, like, it was like, this isn't so bad. 86. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so this is the story of the Ballantine's department store fire. Okay, Ballantine's. Ba- okay. I believe this might be a New Zealand thing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we may not recognize it. So, this was on the 18th of November, 1947. So, this is oh. just post World War II. By Stephen. Sources, New Zealand Geographic, The Girls Can't Get Out. Mm. I think we see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia, Christchurch Libraries, Valentine's Fire, the report of the Royal Commission, Valentine's Fire. Okay. 
In New Zealand, multi-level buildings, oh, sorry, in New Zealand, multi-level buildings, the floor at street level is called the ground floor. Okay. The floor below sure. is the basement. Yeah. Sure. Kind of the same oh, over and then, here. Well, the floor above the ground floor is the first floor. Not to be confused with the American system where the yeah, ground floor is called the first floor. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We do call the ground floor the ground floor sometimes too, but then the next or the floor... Or lobby. Would, yeah. Like there's several But then the next floor is, is the, the second. second. Yeah, not the first. Yeah, okay. Makes, so it's me just basement, sense. ground, first level. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Huh, I wonder if that's well, Plenty of hotels we've stayed in have basement levels. Yes, oh yeah, basement yeah. isn't unusual, but to call the ground floor, the one right above ground floor one, yeah, that, that would for be America, yeah, that's not... Typical. Damn New Zealanders. <laughs> They're so much cooler than us. <laughs> As the articles read to research this podcast all originated in New Zealand, this is the method I will be using to tell this sad tale. Okay, so ground floor, first floor, etc. In 1947, New Zealand's farming industry was booming. The Second World sure. War hadn't been over long, and in Europe, there was a huge demand for anything that Kiwis could make or send. That's interesting. On top of the fact, New, New, Zeal- New Zealand fought in the war, but not in New Zealand. Right. There was yeah, not there was no, active yeah. battle in mm-hmm. New Or in Zealand. Australia, so. Yeah. Well, same in the U.S., like, aside like, from Pearl Harbor. Basically, like, the, as far as continents go, like, Australia was fine, South America for the most part was fine, and North America wasn't completely fine, but for the most part, I mean, there there was a lot of battling right off the Atlantic Ocean, right off the coast here. But not on but land, no, right? No, But it affected how things close, that happened on how land. How close to the East Coast did fighting get? Uh, I'd say maybe like, US. I'd say maybe like 20 miles out, not, not very far out. I didn't know that. It yeah. got so close. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. It affected all sorts of stuff, like, obviously, shipping, travel, yeah. travel, shipping, yeah. all that stuff. Huh. So That's interesting. Uh, as in, at the mm-hmm. History Museum here is where I learned that. Oh, it has, okay. It has all that. Yeah, they all, did that. It has exhibit. all the, the, <clears throat> uh, the naval ships that were sunk like, in, oh, that, in okay. that era, like on a, on a timeline. Okay. Huh. Uh, so in 19... or sorry, I already read that. As Christchurch was and still is the largest city in the South Island... Farmers would often travel to the city to shop at large department stores like Ballantine's. They would shop until they got hungry, stop for a bite in the Ballantine's tea room, mm. then carry on shopping before heading back to the farm. So it's a it's a department store. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Like an old school department store. Yeah. yeah. Like a like a I, Sears back in the day. Yes, but like with the tea room and mm. everything. By the way, I really am upset that as Americans we did not keep the tradition of tea. Because it's yeah, pretty we, awesome. We threw it into the harbor. <laughs> no, I mean the meal. I mean the no, meal I know, I know. Tea. But I think that might be a reason why, like psychologically, yeah. it's like fuck your tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but tea time is such a great idea because then you well, you have what, like a little have, meal. We have a happy hour. That's that's our tea time. Oh, uh, that except that's like. Well, it is. It does include like appetizers. Americans are fucking raging alcoholics. Have you ever? Well, yes, that's true. That's true. We may have a booze problem. Here. Yeah, that's our tea time. Like you know, five o'clock or it's shit. five o'clock somewhere. Shit, back in the day, they would drink like at work, and nobody had a problem that's with it. True. And, like I can't imagine. I can't imagine going to work and like some people being like half cocked playing with machines. Mm-hmm. I, I like I just can't. Yeah, but, but that happened. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, wisely, in most workplaces, you are prohibited from consuming <laughs> yeah. alcohol. What do you mean I can't drink during work? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and you know that fucking happens. Yes, I mean, people yes. get killed or maimed or fucking, uh-huh. you know, it's just like, what's the problem? God, gee, I wonder. What, <laughs> what, what, what could it possibly be? So, the early heirs. In 1854, Esther and Davis Clarkson built a small clothing and straw hat shop in front of their cottage on Cashel, I think, Street, Christchurch, New Zealand, and called it Dunstable House. Hmm. It's very Downton Abbey. I was just going to say, or uh, or Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Dunstable. um, Dunstable. What was the The Harry Potter... Hogwarts. That's yeah, what I'm I, was gonna, I don't know much, but I just know that that sounds like it could be. <laughs> it's a Dunstable. It's very yeah. British sounding. It was purchased in 1872 by John Ballantyne, and in 1920, the Ballantyne family changed the name to J. Ballantyne and Company. By 1947, it had become. Is it spelled with, uh, at the, towards it, the end with a Y or yes, an I? Yes. Okay. I think I have seen like the B-A-L-L-A-N-T-Y-N-E. Yeah. It sounds like a Sears. Yeah. Like, or J.C. Penney. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Same concept, for yeah, sure. sounds like it. By 1947, it had become a large department store and taken over the nearby buildings and now occupied more than 4,000 square feet, the size of 16 tennis courts, but still smaller than a bunch of the houses that Ennis shows on his uh, YouTube channel, that's for sure. Or about the same size. Yeah. That's only <laughs> five times our house. Yeah, that's not a. Yeah, that's not an Ennis house, is it? Or modern, um, by modern standards. But back then, I'm sure it was pretty big. Oh, gigantic back then. Because you had like little general stores, and Mm -hmm. then there's this big, yeah. Yeah, this is the this is kind of the beginning of the trend of let's have everything in one Mm -hmm. store. Remember when we talked about Macy's mm -hmm. and sort of the the um, evolution of Mm -hmm. the idea of carrying everything in one place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now department stores are very much on the decline. In the JCPenney Macy's sort of vein. Right. But not in the Target Walmart no. vein. Yeah. Those are only getting we're only getting more of those. Right, but those anything. are considered discount stores, I think. Yeah. So that's the idea. Um the Ballantines complex was a mixture of shops and factories that made products for Ballantines to sell. Before the nineteen seventies, cheap overseas imports didn't exist and items made in Japan were seen as inferior to locally made products. Okay, so it's all like local stuff. Now you pay a lot for locally sourced stuff. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. While Ballantine, but buy local if you can. Yeah, we do. While Ballantine's was housed in uh, eight buildings, uh, only the ground and first levels, so the first two, of the three biggest buildings were used to sell items to customers. These were the Congreves building. The Goodman's building and the Pratt's building. Okay, so there are eight buildings total and only two levels in three of them are actually selling goods. So I imagine Hmm. the rest are like for inventory and admin and stuff like that. Probably, yeah. None of the buildings had fire sprinklers. Hmm. Hmm. Some of the staircases and lifts were not enclosed and looked over the shop floor. That's not entirely unusual now. Like, you know, the escalators. Mm Mm-hmm. Lift or elevators? This I'm sounds not like sure, an elevator, but... though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, elevators are, but staircases, yeah. you know. Yeah. These are the three buildings that will be the focus of the disaster. So, Congreves, Goodman's, and Pratt's. The Congreves building was three stories tall with a basement. It had a brick and stone facade. The wooden floor sat on rolled steel beams, and the wall linings were wooden. E. Sounds like a little tinderbox. It had a single wooden staircase with no fire escapes in the building. You know, really for safety. That's, that's how you want to build them. You know, for for safety, 
Like for mass shootings, you need yeah. one one way one, in, one way in, one way mm-hmm. out because that doesn't break any fire code Mm-mm. like whatsoever. Mm-mm. Let's see how it turns like, out for these people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we don't want to get rid of kids running around with uh, you know semi-automatic weapons, mm-hmm. but you know just one door, one 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 exit. David, he wasn't a kid; he was eighteen. That's true. Get your lone wolf. Yes, exactly right. He was old enough to join the military, but not well, old enough was. to smoke or drink. So no. there we have That's it. That's right. Yeah. The, that's right. Couldn't even buy a pack of cigarettes. Mm-mm. Legally. We can buy an AR-15 or whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. An entrance had been cut through the basement into the Goodman's building next door. Okay. There were also two openings to the Goodman's building on the ground floor and three on the next floor up. So they must be connected, basically. The wall between the two buildings was made of brick. Okay. The four-story Goodman's building was built in 1904. It was made of the same material as the Congreve's building and also had a wooden staircase and an entrance to the next door, Pratt's building, in the basement. However, there was also a fire door on the second floor, which would be the third. Well... To us. It would be the third. Stephen said floor. I don't know if he means story. There was a cast iron fire escape for the top two floors. Okay, so this one actually had the Goodman's building, which sounds like the middle building Mm -hmm. had... um, a fire escape. Somebody was thinking ahead. <laughs> mildly. Yes, mildly. The Pratt's... Like, all right, I guess we'll put one up. <laughs> yeah, right? In the middle. middle yeah, right in the middle. Yeah. The Pratt's building was another three-story building similar to the others. The inner walls in all three buildings were built out of cheap, highly flammable wood with little ability to resist fire. So in other words, what could go wrong? You know? Literally a tinderbox. <laughs> yes. Like the exact yes. thing that you'd want to start a fire. That's yes. what they made the building out of. Yes. Let's make a wooden box. <laughs> what could go wrong? Put lots of people in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no uh, fire suppression system. Yeah. Mm-mm. What could possibly go wrong? <sighs> the upper floors were not open to the public who would have... Or, sorry. The har- upper floors that were not open to the public would have been hard to navigate by someone who didn't know them well or by anyone who was in a hurry and whose vision was obscured by, oh, smoke? Uh, Not to mention their lungs obscured by smoke. Simple wooden partitions were made to separate the different departments, leaving narrow corridors for employees to navigate. So what could go wrong having a labyrinth, you know, that people have to escape (laughs) Uh, yeah, we, I mean, mo- just, uh, talk about the writing <laughs> just being completely on the wall for yes. this one. Jesus. Yes. The upper floor, uh, sorry, most of the openings between buildings were done without permits. Fire alarms had been fitted between the two world wars, but the security firm that fitted them had them removed as Ballantines hadn't bothered to maintain them. During the Second World War, the company had been running regular fire drills, but these had been stopped after the war finished as they were seen as no longer necessary. Yeah, there's never going to be a fire ever again. So let's follow this logic. (laughs) War is over. There might not be a fire bombing. Right. The war is over, so therefore fires can't take place. Fires are over. Fires only exist in wartime, you know. They're they're over. (laughs) Everything's over. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why there was so much tribal warfare in early man, because once they discovered fire, they realized they could only have it in wartime, so they constantly fought each other so they could still have fire. Just one. That's how it works. (laughs) Yeah, a fire. fire. (laughs) My God. 
Oh, um, the only firefighting equipment in the building were handheld fire extinguishers. I'm kind of shocked they even had those. And back then, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they, they were, were pretty. They were shit. They were the ones that you... Like, huge yeah. and clunky. Mm-hmm. I would. Th- that's my vision of it. And you have to pump them up or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are no details of exactly how many extinguishers were kept on the premises. They probably didn't know. Oh, I'm sure there was no log of it. Yeah. Well, if, they're, if the fire department was lit... Or, uh, no... Uh, the, it was the security firm. If the security firm was like, you know what? Fuck you. You're not even bothering. Like, why should we? Fuck your fire alarm. <laughs> These three buildings were all in line along Columbo Street, starting with the Congreves building. The Goodman's building was in the middle and the Pratt's building was the last building on the block and was on the corner of Columbo Street and Cashel Street. A veranda ran the full length of all three buildings along the storefront. This covered the footpath or sidewalk to us. I didn't know that a sidewalk was known as a footpath. Hmm. Huh. So that people walking past were sheltered from the weather as they looked at the window displays designed to draw them into shop. Remember when we talked about the beginnings of window shopping? Oh, sure. And the lady at Macy's who kind of created that? Mm-hmm. Tuesday, the 18th of November, 1947, had been a busy day. I was about to say, well, it's right before Thanksgiving, but we're in New Zealand, so, yeah. yeah who knows? So. They might have their own over there. <laughs> well, they're a Canada month has out its of version. Christmas. Yes. But, yeah, I, would, I don't know about... I kind of, I, I don't know. That would be interesting, New Zealand listeners, and we have many. Um, let us know. Is there do any you have, do you, do equivalent? You, or do you even know what Thanksgiving is? Do you know what we're talking about? I, I have a feeling they, uh, they've they at least heard of it. But, Probably. You know, the American version, but still. Um, so it had been a busy day. There were only five more weeks before Christmas. So this is the holiday shopping season. Sure. At 3.30, there were between 200 to 300 shoppers in the store. By 3.30... Uh, by 3.30 in the, I think, anyway. Afternoon? I don't know. That sentence ends. Trust me, I've, the, my, my writing is abysmal, so I don't mind a little short sentence that didn't go anywhere. I've done that plenty of times. The 432 staff members, oh, wow. So 230, to, sorry, 200 to 300 shoppers and 432 staff. That's a lot of people. They're probably all working all the stocking mm-hmm. and everything, getting stuff ready for the holidays. So the staff members were probably looking forward to going home, as all retailers, retail workers are all the time. Yes. <laughs> like, you can just as assume. Soon as, as soon as you walk in there. <laughs> you can assume that anyone working retail just, just wants, wants to go wants home, to like, home. now. <laughs> and are thinking about going home. <laughs> That's how that works. But it's okay. They should only be paid $7 an hour or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, it's not like it's hard work. Jesus Christ. Because we're pro-life and all. Everyone who complains about retail workers needs to be required to work I, retail. I, can't, I mean, for like I couldn't six do that weeks. job. I did it for a little bit. I'm like, this this is not for me. I'm like, can't do it. There's no fucking way. I did it for se- several months, like six plus months. Uh, certainly not long term. I understand that that's not long term, but it's a it's it's a it's a hard working job. Bit like, of a though, grind. Yeah. A really hard working job. I did really enjoy working in like the stockroom because all and it was a clothing store. So all I got to do, I got to, fo- I got to hyper. It was like a hyper focusers dream. <laughs> I was able to listen to my little podcasts <clears throat> whilst obsessively folding 
pants and shirts and stuff and labeling. Now we know what you're everything. Gonna, now we know what you're gonna do in retirement. Exactly. <laughs> you need anybody to when make. We, when we go to Portugal, you'll be like, yes. where's, "Where's the nearest clothing store?" Need... I will just fold all the time. Yes, and stack and make labels. <laughs> yes. And then by the time you're done, you have to go back and do it all again because it's all been picked through right by various people. So you just you just keep doing it, and I. I skated by for a couple months that way. It was the best. I enjoyed it very much. Until other people were like, well, we want to be in the soccer. <laughs> no, until I actually got a, a different job. That so <laughs> that was that. <laughs> um, so nothing seemed abnormal when Keith Smith headed up from the basement storage room to take his afternoon tea break. <laughs> a tea break. Tea break. <laughs> I want a tea break. After his break, he headed outside for a smoke. Valentine's had a strict no smoking in the building policy. Well, I mean, the, that's good. For the staff. Yeah. Yeah, I bet, I bet staff. patrons were allowed yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. For the staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. That was a good policy, but still, <laughs> I bet you the, the customers were allowed to smoke. Yeah, and then putting it, like, putting them out on the ground on the, on the fucking... Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just get the impression that ashtrays were plentiful back yeah. then. You know, yeah, there were just ashtrays everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would seem to be yeah, a logical um, thing. My cousin Chad, who uh, helped mm-hmm. us host uh, the Woodstock 99 mm-hmm. episode, got the best... Uh, Your grandfather's? My, grandma, my grandmother's uh, stand-up ashtray. Mm-hmm. And the, the ash... I mean, the bowl is really heavy itself, but right. like, the ashtray itself, I mean, you could bludgeon somebody to it's death probably with like that. leaded crystal yeah. or something it's heavy as shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it could easily be used as a weapon if you needed to i'm sure <laughs> like, i'm yeah. sure any ashtray you i bet plenty of people got bludgened to death with ashtrays i'm back sure in, like, plenty of people got hit yeah. yeah at least at least somebody out there's got a, you know, some right. stories about getting knocked over the head with an ashtray <laughs> one time i came in drunk and your grandmother didn't know yeah. that was me sneaking <laughs> yeah. in and she hit me over the head with the ashtray. Found yeah. out I'd been sexually assaulting other women again. And... Oh, God. <laughs> there was no one in the basement to see what caused the fire to start. The most likely cause of the fire was wiring in the building. Oh, okay. The wiring was old, and there was an electrical cable that had been run that was known to get a little hot. <laughs> a little People working in the basement knew about it, but didn't give it a second thought. I mean, it's hard, you know, like, back then, I don't know that people were as aware of fire safety. Well, they were not as aware of fire safety. No, they weren't. (laughs) That's the answer. They definitely were not. (laughs) Another theory was that someone discarded a cigarette in a roll of carpet stored downstairs and employees were banned from smoking. That sounds like... Could have been both. It kind of sounds like an attempt to blame an employee, but it's also possible. This might have been for safety, but, oh, that they weren't allowed to smoke... But other reasons might have been that it doesn't look good and people don't like buying new things that smell of cigarette smoke. That is fair. Mm-hmm. That's a decent thought. Although if everyone was smoking, like it'll I, eventually yeah, that's, smell anyway. I, was kinda, uh, yeah. I don't know what uh, smoking prevalence in New Zealand was. I wonder. I, I think it was just like, in some parts of the world it is still big. Yes, But I, but yes. I, but I think at that mm-hmm. time, especially, like it was just like everybody smoked. You know, I'm still not sure, like, what percentage of the U.S. population smoked, like, say, back in the 40s and 50s. I would say it was over 50%. I yeah. would say that easily. Yeah. I mean, everyone... I, I mean, you used to... I mean, I remember... Mm-hmm. I still remember being a little kid. Mm-hmm. And, 
Um, smoking on planes, people could smoke on. Planes. Well, that was the yeah, the, that was the only mm-hmm. time that happened. The first time I ever went mm-hmm. on a plane, but but just at the arena that I played at, like people would, oh. people would smoke in the lobby. Yeah, like you'd walk into the lobby, it just uh-huh. break the smoke. Both you of know, your and, parents are ex-smokers, mm-hmm. so yeah. And neither of my sisters ever did. They never, neither of them ever. That's smoked. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, but yeah, back then I remember like half, at least half, uh-huh. of like the parents that I played with their uh-huh. their kids, at least half of them smoked. Why do you think you caught on to it, but they didn't? I have no idea. Who knows? That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's a subject for a, <laughs> a different for, podcast. For a, for a different episode. <laughs> I'm going to have to go on to somebody else's. To, <laughs> to discuss your smoking. To discuss that. <laughs> it was close to four o'clock when Edith Drake noticed a small tendril of smoke coming from the stairs leading to the basement. Percy Stringer and a few other employees picked up nearby fire extinguishers. Okay, so they were, like, on it. And headed down to see thick smoke building up in the basement. Before he could access the situation, the lights failed and he had Mm. to retreat back upstairs. Yeah, because at that point you're like, well, I can't see shit. I can't. I'm I'm a civilian. I cannot fight this fire, like, not being able to see. Um, Even... Uh, even though management was immediately notified of the fire, it was over 15 minutes after the discovery of the smoke that a call was made to the fire department. What? I wonder if the management was, like, either dismissive of the employees, <clears throat> which is possible, or, like, um, oh, well, let's not disturb the customers. Like, we can get this figured out or so. That's... Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't... It's hard with these older disasters because there's usually a lot less information about those, those specifics. Well, that and people's sensibilities were so different mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's, it's, it really is like a relic. Yeah. Like, of a time. I mean, this is like I mean, 75 you years ago. If you're 20 years old, uh-huh. you can't imagine going into like any public space with people with smoking. smoking. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you really can't. I Shit, barely even, even, I was going to say, even if you're like 30, you probably can't imagine that either. I kind of barely remember because I'm pretty sure Florida did the ban in restaurants, which were kind of the last place you could smoke. New York did it. New York was one of the first states to yeah. do it. Like, we, we did that in, like, 2002. Florida like did that. it before North Carolina did. Cause oh, when yeah. When, when I here, moved here, yeah. yeah. When mm-hmm. I moved here in 07, you could still smoke inside. But not for which, long. No, it, that, for, that, like, three more years. That ended pretty quick. Yeah, that ended in 2010 because I was working was okay. in the restaurant business then. But yeah, that was weird moving down here because I was yeah, I lived was in New strange. York at that point for like five years, uh-huh. and uh, was just used to you have to go outside if you want right. to smoke, uh-huh. you know. And it was so weird coming back down here and being like, oh, I can just smoke indoors. Right. Well, I remember going like soon after we moved up here, my family and I went to a local restaurant, and they were like smoking or not, and we're like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> Would you call me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. The fire brigade was short-staffed. Oh, boy. Two of the senior officers were not on duty. They were told they were attending a basement fire, so they, des- <laughs> they decided not to bring the mobile turntable ladder truck. In other words, to not be able to climb up, I guess. They took two trucks and headed out to help. The first engine, fire engine to arrive was a three-year-old Ford V8. It took the firemen another 11 minutes to hook up the hoses and start fighting the wow, fire. Wow, so that's we're like very a half hour slow. out of the discovery of the fire, let alone the starting of the fire. I wonder if that's just the time it took or if they just 
were not very good at hooking up their hoses. I mean, in 1947, I imagine, like, none of this tech is brilliant. That's but... true. Yeah, you're right. It's probably not. <sighs> but I don't know. Hooking up a hose is a pretty simple. But what but were getting hydrants? It out of the... Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, let's discuss... Fire hydrants in post-World War II New Zealand. Yes. A subject of which we know nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a book out there for it. Probably. <laughs> there's someone whose specialty there's is somebody who did fire just, hydrants who did just in 1947 that. New Zealand. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, all right. So the management of Ballantines hadn't put much thought into what should be done in the event of fire and start. Because why would you? You know? Well, I mean, the first, thing would be, the first thing would be uh, everybody get out. Let's evacuate. <laughs> like, I mean, idea. that would just be a normal. Mm-hmm. If it's 1947 uh-huh. or if it's 1637. Well, like, stop doing fire drills because they're like, whatever, the war is over. No more fire drills. But you would kind of think just your natural impulse would be, be like thinking. to right. leave. Right, yes. And yeah. to get everyone oh, the, out. Oh, the building's on fire. Yes. I should exit the building. That's correct. Let's like, all exit. Yeah, not like fire up another smoke and like, <laughs> buy some jeans. Or continue to, yeah, continue to browse, <laughs> yeah. window shop. Uh, there was no fire alarm, <laughs> yes, and it was up to the individual heads of each department to decide how they would react. Oh, uh, like everybody Christ. get out. That's like, how you fuck? react. <laughs> like, like what, is, what is there to think about? Like, it's not, like, it's not... We're not talking about Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a lot of shit to think about. With Like, if we do this, what does that do? If we don't do this, what does that do? If we do nothing, what does that do? If we do everything, what does that do? Mm-hmm. This is pretty simple. But... Like, like, everybody, you know, there's a fire. But I have a question. Have you ever been in a place with a f- when a fire alarm has gone off? Hmm? What do people do? The and I I'm guilty of it too. The first thing is like, hmm, is there really I a fire? I wonder what's going on. Is yeah. this an, uh, is this a test? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing is, if now, but if, you still have the you'll you'll think that initially for a couple seconds, but you still have the inclination of well, I'll just leave the building. Yes, but not everybody does that. In fact, I, I would say most people don't because and again, yes, I am guilty of this too. Everybody's thinking, is this a test or is this a false alarm? Mm. Like, that's your first thing. And the correct response, just so we all know, is it doesn't matter. Mm -mm. If you're literally told we're about to set off the fire alarm for a, a, a test, it is a test you do not need to evacuate. That is the only time it's acceptable not to. And evacuate. I wouldn't even do it then because what if a fire just happened to fucking? That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, but like otherwise, regardless, you hear a fire alarm go off, get out. The yeah. worst that'll happen is it was a false alarm or a test you didn't know about, and you unnecessarily evacuated. It's not going to hurt anything. No. And if anybody gives you shit for trying to save your own life, they're. They're fucking assholes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and next oh, uh, fire, make sure to shove them back inside. It reminds me of like one of my favorite right-wing commentators. Mm. My favorite meaning uh, most loathed. Yes. Um, he was doing this... Which one? Uh, this would be Charlie Kirk. Oh, okay. If you don't know who he is... My fucking... guess was going to be the guy with the little beanie peel. That's Ben Shapiro. No, no, yeah. no. No, no, no. The Tim Peel, Todd Peel. Oh, uh, Tim Pool. Tim Pool. Yes. He's insufferable as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this was probably about a month ago. He's doing his, uh, Christian fascism speech, mm-hmm. like he does at every event that he hosts, because yeah. that's what he is, and that's, that's who he attracts. Mm-hmm. That's what our nation is becoming, by the way. If anybody in 
New Zealand is wondering. Yeah, congratulations, America. <laughs> yes. But, uh, so I guess, like, when he does these, and I think he was out of college, at, a, at an auditorium. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess, like, he's been pranked plenty of times, like, somebody will oh, pull a fire alarm. yeah. Which is fucking stupid. Like, it is stupid. Don't do that. Never do that. Do not do that. Do that if you literally yes. see a fire. Yes. That's yes. the only time you should <laughs> yes. do that. Yes. So people acting like yeah, idiots that is, in that, that sense is, is fucking stupid. But they do it so that they leave. Yeah. But that's it ha- not the correct protest. It is not. Method. It is not. Don't do that. You are an asshole um, if you do that. But it happened. It happened again at this one, and he was like, he was like, nobody go anywhere. He's like, he's like, prove oh to God. us there's a fire. And I'm like, I'm like, for that reason right there, you have uh-huh. proof. Like, I would not let him allow him to speak at any public space. Because that's a safety. Like, a public it's a safety huge hazard. public safety. It's a liability. Yes. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, no, dumbass, that's not how it works. Like, you leave the building. It and doesn't if, matter and if, if it and if, was a hoax. And if nothing happens, then... You all go then, back. Then great. Yeah. Then nothing happened. Mm-hmm. You know? And you, yeah, and no. you continue on with your fascism. Yeah, take that fucking shit seriously. Yeah. Every time. It doesn't matter if it's a false alarm. It does not matter. Because you do not want to be the person Fuck left no. in when it's not a false alarm. No. Nobody listening to this and nobody, period, wants to be involved in a fire. No. Unless you're like a stuntman. <laughs> right. It's controlled. Yeah. As much yeah. as fire can be controlled. Yes. Yeah, because they get it too. Mm-hmm. Or die. So, Jesus Christ. Okay, so each individual department had, like, had no directives. So they had to figure out, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> um... Most customers saw the smoke and just walked out of the shop. Okay, so they're at least okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna head. Bye, bye, guys. Um, so that's that's correct. <laughs> but some customers were seen still trying to enter the shop when the fire department turned up. Here's another tip, guys. When there's fire trucks outside, don't go in. Don't go in. That's what they're. That's what they are there for. Yes. And that includes rescue vehicles of mm. any type, because at best, you're just going to get in their fucking way. Most They're likely. trying to get somebody yes. out. So just, you know what? Not the time to shop at that store. Move on. Time to move on. Go, go like to if, Best If they really, whatever. really need your help, they'll ask for it. <laughs> yes. But like, uh, if, but, the, if EMS needs your help, yeah, they'll ask you yeah. for it. But other yeah. than that, you can just assume that mm-hmm. they don't need it. Or if fire rescue needs help. Yeah. I mean, occasionally yeah. that does happen. It's because uh, we we just can't handle this on our own. We do need like we I would, do need a couple extra bodies over here. I would say yeah, if, but the, like like you said, they'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> you do not need to wait around for no. that. Though. They'll they'll be yeah, active. You don't need to that. wonder. Like, is, is he going to ask for me? Because the answer is no. Mm-hmm. While most of the customers were were evacuated quite quickly, well, that's good, some of the staff in the shop were told to cover some of the stock before they could leave the store. Fuck all of this. Yeah. Fuck all of this. I'm sorry. The store is on fire and you're saying cover the flammable material with flammable material. (laughs) With more flammable material. That'll help. Like, the shit's going to get damaged anyway. This is should And you should have insurance for that. This is like the definition of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Like, it's, that's bullshit. Yeah. That is bullshit. Also, no physical possession is worth your life. No. Or even the slightest risk of your life. That's why they say when you evacuate from a building, that means you don't go back for your purse or your wallet or anything. Nope. You just get out. Everything else can be replaced. Your literal life can. 
<laughs> be cannot replaced. be replaced. That's that's for sure. Quite literally. Well, we so. don't we don't know of it for sure. It's not a hundred percent. You could come back as like a cat or something. Well, that would be nice. It'd be fun. Uh, well, it'd be nice to come back as one of our cats. Yes, one of our cats. <laughs> Preferably Demetrius. Yes. Because he's the happiest. Although Jesse's the alpha, so he is the like supreme leader. And Demetrius is the one who gets attacked. So I, I just picture him with like a little like supreme leader, <laughs> like suits. a little medal, yes. like the medals on his like, chest. You know how they do like the the rope around the shoulder. Yes. I've never never understood why. I know what, what right? that's for. The epaulets like, wouldn't, and like the... wouldn't that just get caught on something? Right. Well, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's it. What it's for. Is that they don't are they aren't in active combat, so they can wear whatever like bullshit I, they need I to. Yes, I don't know. You can tell that we have nothing to do with the military. <laughs> Oh, God. So, like, okay, except, look. He, except he, our nephew being recruited by him. Oh, <laughs> so, Jesus. But, yeah, he's not going there anyway. Right, let's hope not. Um, so, basically, I can't believe, can you imagine, like, having your boss tell you, no, 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 no don't leave until you cover, cover the, the shit. Cover the oh, merchandise. Oh, my God. Cover the, and, and he said it in a transatlantic accent, mm. too. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is New Zealand. Still. It's transatlantic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I dare you. I triple dog dare you. In a, Do in a, New, a Zealand? New Zealand transatlantic accent. You can't, because the transatlantic, it's, it's its own accent. But do... The British parts of the transatlantic <laughs> I, I, accent in a New Zealand accent. I, I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> that was a decent effort. I tried. I, I, I applaud you for your decent effort. <laughs> Oh, because most of the heads of staff saw smoke, but no flames. They did not realize the serious of the situ- seriousness of the situation. Has nobody heard the saying where there's smoke, there's fire? I'm sorry. And also, smoke is just as dangerous yes. and deadly as it's, fire is. It's generally more dangerous. It's usually what kills people. Yes. Yes, before the fire gets to them, mm-hmm. the smoke the gets smoke to does. them. The smoke does. The toxins do. Suffocates you to yeah. death. Jesus Christ. The first, I mean, I guess it's 1947, like, there wasn't the stop, drop, and roll, and all that. I mean, like, you think there would have been, because you know the, because you know, World War t- you yeah. know the reason that they have these are specifically for air raids. That's why they had the fire alarms. Fire alarms. I, I am not positive, 100%, but I'm pretty sure, like, the continent of Australia never saw any action. But mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, because mm-hmm. Japan's not that far away. Yeah. Um... But you would think that they would have, like, those procedures in place, right. like, for wartime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, what do we do in the building, the building right. gets bombed all of a sudden? Well, then maybe they were just too lax and everybody... I guess. Maybe it's maybe almost it. like yeah. when everybody's like, oh, the pandemic is over. It's over. We don't need to wear our masks anywhere. What? Huh. Nobody in this house ever caught it. <laughs> I wonder if the one person who went to a Hurricanes game hey, sans mask. It could have been a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna blame it on church. You're gonna blame it on <laughs> yes, the it, the it just first communion. Yeah. It just makes more sense. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I I don't blame that. Although your friend mm-hmm. got it, he suspects from the yeah. game. So yeah, and that, that's that's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Just doing this until I find my spot. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, the first sign. 
The first sign of trouble for some employees was the sound of the siren from the fire engine pulling up on the street outside. People on the second and third floor of the building had kept working as no one thought, hey, let's let the people on the other floors know about this. I wasn't even thinking about that. Right? Like, there's no fire alarms. (sighs) So somebody has to physically go upstairs and fire. It's like a labyrinth that they have up there. Yeah. That we we described earlier. Yeah. 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 Jesus Christ. Lorna Moth twerked on the third floor of the Congreves building. She heard the siren but found the fire escape full of smoke. She managed to find another way out of the building. Oh, good. Good, good. For her. I mean, I don't think this is going to end well. The people in accounts were told to collect up all their paperwork, typewriters, and adding machines. They put everything in a fireproof safe. But this took time they didn't have. Jesus Christ, this is like the protect the assets, protect the capital, not the laborers. Mm -hmm. Fuck capitalism. Fuck capitalism. Fuck capitalism. (laughs) Fuck capitalism. Come on, everybody. Fuck capitalism. I'm sure when we go to the Rage Against the Machine show later (laughs) this year, you can get that chant going pretty easily. (laughs) I I don't know if I've told you that I don't think I'm going. That's okay. Because of people it's people. a large crowd yeah i'm i'm going because i've never seen them before will you wear a mask uh i don't know well you're being honest with me i appreciate that you're being honest yeah. with me i don't like the answer but yeah. i appreciate that you're being if honest it was me. uh if is it outdoor no it's no, not it's outdoor it is at pnc yeah i don't know we'll see I, I wore a mask at the last game i went to so maybe yeah me well because if you say fuck you i won't do it you tell me Wearing a mask, there's no mask mandate. <laughs> so you're not being hypocritical? I am not. That I, I, was my own choice. That's right. <laughs> it's not the meaning of the song, but anyway. Well, yeah, I know that, but... Large, so they... All right, so these people had to put all this shit into a fireproof safe. A large percentage of the deaths were amongst the people in this department. So mm-hmm. the admin accounting yeah. people, yeah. Time was wasted putting many boxes of records, two typewriters, three or four adding machines away in the safe room. Almost all of the company's records... Imagine a typewriter being that valuable. Almost all the company's records were saved by the staff, but valuable time was used preserving records at a time when a way of escape was open. That's like saying, well, the records are more important than, oh, human lives. That's literally what they're saying. By this time, the fire exit was unusable due sure. to the smoke. Three of the women that worked in accounts had to jump from the third floor. Do you know what accounts is? Mm-mm. Accounting. Well, sure. Uh, yeah. I just think it's, it's you, you, cute that that is called accounts. You asked me, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It sounds like something more than what it is. But, but. I just think it sounds cuter than accounting. Accounts. It's different. Um, now we were completely glossing over the fact that they had to jump from the third floor, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. Because I was just, yeah, it was like the second floor to us would be the third floor. Well, no, this is, had to jump from the third floor. Oh, okay. I think these are only a total of three Three. floors plus the basement. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the impression I got. Two of them hit, oh God. Two of them hit a ladder during their fall. Some witnesses say they bounced off the veranda and landed on the pavement below. Oh, Ooh. my God. That is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Might be one of the more horrifying sentences I've said during this. Mm-hmm. 
this podcast. Others say they were rescued from the veranda. Well, okay. They were taken away unconscious, but they did live to tell the tale of what happened in the accounts department. God, this is like an accounting tragedy. That's, I wasn't expecting that. The third lady, mm, the third lady missed the ladder, but did hit the veranda, bounced off it, and landed on the pavement head first. Mm. She died of her injuries. She was pregnant at the time. Oh, jeez. Well, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. The rest of the employees in that department died either by smoke inhalation or when the wooden floor collapsed. Sure, I was just gonna say. Ba- wow. Yeah. So basically, the whole accounting department or accounts department, like. Three lived. One tried to escape. A pregnant lady tried to escape and died. And then everyone else died. Mm-hmm. Either by smoke inhalation or collapsing. And, oh, Jesus Christ. The staff in the dressmaking section on the second floor escaped by taking the stairs. They were told to grab their scissors. With the Second World War being just a few years ago, scissors were almost impossible to replace. Oh. But wouldn't they, like, survive a fire because they're metal? I, I do not know. Just well, as they, they, they might, but they, they probably wouldn't be usable again. Yeah, they're maybe melted up. or something. Yeah. Or rusted, yeah. yeah. Uh, not, well, rusted maybe from the water, from the putting out there. That too, anyway. yeah. Uh, but still not worth risking your life. No. So there's that. Just as they exited the building, the upper parts of the store started to collapse. When Lola Crew found out about the fire, she led eight of her workmates along a passage to the fire escape. She managed to get herself and one other woman out. They were the only people in the millinery department to survive. Mm. Wow. Good for her for trying to, like, Mm -hmm. lead people out. Kenneth Ballantyne had made his way to a window. He broke the glass and climbed onto onto the parapet of the building. The firemen below wet him down with water until they could get a ladder up to rescue him. Just as he reached the ground, the power line started to burn. He was the last person rescued. By now, the fire was giving off so much heat that the glass in the buildings on the opposite side of the sure. road started to crack. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, that's why, like, when you see, like, a, a fire happen, like, mm-hmm. on video or something mm-hmm. like that that's why they're always spraying down the buildings around it too well and probably evacuating them yes like, well, get, get everybody out of sure. the area yeah but they're also doing it so that those buildings don't so that that suffer doesn't from yeah mm-hmm. the same yeah jesus okay many people have no idea how fast a fire can grow but yeah especially in a, especially the thing it's literally like a tinderbox they, yes mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean i'm surprised like from the start of it and it took 15 minutes, you know what I mean, mm-hmm, to be... Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I... It's, it took that long, yeah. It sounded like something that was going to go up in, like, three or four minutes. Right? Uh-huh. It must have taken a while for it to get up from the basement. That sounds that like That has to be issue. the thing. The, the, see, the thing to me is this has to have started as a small fire that you... That if you'd had the Could proper have been equipment... Could out, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you had, like, a fire blanket, it sounds like. You know, you, you might have been able to put this thing out. Well, you but, can't uh, start a fire without a spark. That's true. You know? But, uh, I mean, that's, to me, that's what this tragedy all boils down to, is, like, if if some people had just even the most basic equipment we have today... Well, or had seen been... it initially, because it sounds like people didn't see it until because it Because it was in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So most people have no idea how fast a fire can grow, but the first firefighters on the scene were well aware that this was looking really bad. Yeah. 
They tried to ring all the fire brigades in the area, but the lines were busy and time was something that they were running out of. And this is before, like, radio, um, like, walkie-talkies, not walkie-talkies, no, but, you know, like, uh, radios in their cars, I'm imagining? Uh, you know, like, firefighters might, sure. over the... No, they might have had them then. Maybe. Well, but they're trying to call, physically mm, telephone. Oh, so. well, yeah. That's what ring means. They tried to oh, ring. They, they tried, tried to... to call on the telephone. And uh, I obviously I don't know about New Zealand at this time, but in mm-hmm. America at this time, you would you had um, you kind of still have them today to a degree. You have like a um, uh, they had like a phone box back in the day, like an emergency right. yes. phone box, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you still see those on like college campuses. Yes, for, yes, those are yeah, yeah for, generally for like crime mm-hmm. issues, typically. But yeah, uh-huh. but back then they had them for emer- well yeah. for crime mm-hmm. too, probably, but. For That's true. Well, yeah. and they probably are today for that same reason, mm-hmm. yeah. But everyone's got a cell phone. It's a little different now. But yeah, no, you're right. So by 4 p.m., a huge cloud of smoke drew sightseers to converge on the area. We would call them rubberneckers. Yes. Many members of the Navy had to be used to keep people back far enough to give the rescuers room to work. Jeez. There was a wall of sound from the screams of trapped victims, the sound of the fire, and the unwanted advice from onlookers. Here's another tip. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah. They don't need your help. And also, here's another thing. For the love of God, if there's like an accident or something on the road, don't look. Just move along. I mean, like that is presuming nobody needs help. If if you see if you see you'll lights, you'll know. Generally, you'll know. If you see lights then, and si- or see hear high sirens, see emergency vehicles, is, the you're scene fine. Is good. They don't need you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be looking. And the other thing is, think about how shit anyone who's conscious or aware in that scene feels that everybody's stopping and staring at them. Yeah, like that's bullshit. Just keep your eyes on the road and move along. Like there's no reason for that to happen. It, it, it bugs the shit out of me. Especially on the opposite side of the fucking road. Anyway. We're going to move on. Um, not long after the fire department turned up, the fire reached its flashover point on the ground floor. Most people don't know the difference between a flashover and a backdraft. A backdraft is called when a f- caused when a fire has used up most of the oxygen in the room. Everything simultaneously ignites when a sudden rush of fresh air is introduced, for example, by opening a door. While everything ignites in a flashover, but it is thermally driven rather than caused by a sudden influx of oxygen. Hmm. Flames were seen shooting 30 meters above the top of the building. Holy fuck. That's ridiculous. That's over 100 feet. Yes. Apologies to Lee Hutch, who will probably cringe at my inaccurate explanation. (laughs) Before long, 200 people ended up helping to fight the fire. There was a... Sure. I yeah. mean, that's this, this sounds like it's going to be... It's a horrible... What did, what did we do? Oh, the, um, the the 89 San Francisco earthquake. Uh-huh. Because remember, the bay started to catch on fire. Oh, and, I don't think I remember that. And the, okay. the, like, the fire captain on the scene had to go into different bars because the World Series oh, was yes, going Oh, yes. I remember. Because yeah, they yeah. literally needed the citizens' help yes, to put uh-huh. out these fires. Yep. So they went and asked. So there you go. <laughs> yes. They'll ask your help if, <laughs> if, they, if, if they, they need, need it. it. <laughs> yes. And if you can, please do. <laughs> yes. And they and the all the fire chiefs and said, like, everybody went. Yes. Like, you know. Because that is something, like... In times of crisis, in general, people will step up. Yes, of course they will. Like, that's, that's, I think, 
I think very little of humanity, but that is something that most people will do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, there was a mix of firemen and members of the Army, Navy, and Air Force, as well as civilians helping to fight the blaze. 30 fire hoses pumped over 6,000 gallons a minute to fight the fire. Time was not on the side of the firefighters. <laughs> that was a hiccup. Okay. Not on the side of the firefighters. <laughs> there is film footage, oh geez, of civilians and servicemen holding fire hoses with cigarettes hanging out of their mouth. Okay. <clears throat> now, this seems like a very stressful time. I'm not going to totally begrudge someone who is like, I can help. I really, I really can't. I just fucking yeah. need a cigarette but, but to do it, okay? I, but, I just, but I just lit this. It's like the, so, um, it's like the. Standing- and you know, and you know, it was a lucky strike, like <laughs> right? non-filter too, like. And oh. like, it's like going before a firing squad and being given a blindfold and a cigarette, right? Like you need to calm your nerves. <laughs> yeah, and a shot of whiskey, like something. Right. Another film shows a woman giving a firefighter a cup of tea as he battles the blaze. That's really sweet. He looks super pissed off that she is bothering him, and he waves her away. Oh, she's just trying to help. I, I get that. I get that. But, yeah, she is trying to help. It's funny how humans can find humor even in tragic situations. Yeah. Rescuing people was not easy. The veranda around the building made it hard to use ladders. So I'm guessing by veranda, Stephen means like a, um, I, a, not an overhang, but like a the canvas. Like a, uh, yes, like kind of like an awning. awning. Yes, yes that's, that's, that's I think word. that's what mm-hmm. it means. That's, that, that's how I'm too. picturing it anyway. Yep. Um, I'm sure that in New Zealand, veranda is perfectly clear. I'm just trying to clarify in my own mind. and I'm, I, That's what it sounds like. Uh, there are pictures of firemen climbing a ladder to the veranda and then using another ladder to rescue people. That makes sense. It, it sounds pretty, pretty sturdy. Maybe it's not. Well, maybe it's not canvas. I don't know. Hmm. At this time, the ground floor under the ladder on the veranda is fully ablaze, and the heat coming from the building was so hot that it cracked the glass in the buildings. There are many buildings from this period in the small provincial town. The verandas are just... Oh, there we go. The verandas are just made of wood not with corrugated iron roofs. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, like awnings, but mm-hmm. they're, like, properly built, not, yeah. not canvas. A little more structurally yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They are designed to protect shoppers from the weather, not to hold any weight. I've seen people sitting on them, but I wouldn't be keen on doing it, yeah. The ladders used by the firemen were made of wood, and at least one rescue attempt had to be abandoned when the ladder caught fire. Oh, jeez. Two women were seen waiting at a window to be rescued. The floor they were standing on gave way, and they were lost. Oh, God. That would be so horrifying as a firefighter to be like, Okay, I'm about to get to you. Ah, my ladder's on fire. And then you see them disappear. I'm just like, oh my god. 41 people lost their lives in the disaster. All but two of them were employees. The two others were auditors. Mm. So they were all working. This was an age before computers, and it took far more office staff to run a department store than it does today. Now you can Mm -hmm. do all that with like two people. I used to, you know, do bookkeeping for many businesses. I mean, now they were small businesses. Sure, but even so. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have QuickBooks back then. Mm-mm. I mean, the world was a better place for Intuit not being around, but, you know. Um, a single sale would have involved many people, yeah. And this was even before credit cards and yep. the old-fashioned sliders Everything and stuff. is cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I, barter. There was, they, they, might, they might have still had barter at some, like... 
Here's here's a bag no, of peanuts. No, remember that's again the callback to our Macy's episode we discussed when mm-hmm. that turned over, and that was before. That's that point. yeah, that's true. Well, this, sure. this is also New Zealand, though. It is. It could there. be different. Yeah. Um, they did have. I'm pretty sure they had like store credit at that time. Yes. Or in the pawn shop. I mean, like accounts. Pawn shops existed at this time too, and pawn mm-hmm. shops was were really like one of the first places to establish credit. Huh. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's interesting. It took four hours for the fire department to put the fire out. All of the bodies recovered were so badly burned that most were never identified. Yeah, it was just too missing. Jeez. There was hope that some workers would be found sheltering in the safe. That's fair. But the speed of the fire meant that people only had one chance to escape, and if it wasn't successful on the first attempt, there was little time to try another option. Jesus. And I can see feeling like, no, let me get out. Let me not just hide in the safe. Because that would be really fucking scary to do. Of course, because, I mean... You, you sure you have... hope it's fireproof, but you don't know. Plus, the floor is collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, on top of that, and once it's closed, you won't... Oxygen mm-hmm. will be limited, and you, you don't know... How long it'll take them. You don't know if mm-hmm. somebody will find it soon, mm-hmm. or how long it'll... That's true. Uh, I would say, yeah, it would make sense to say that... You, you think that your better option would be to try to escape. Like, if that was absolutely your last resort. Like, yeah. the stairs are it on fire. It would be and, the last resort. And that, that's, that's the really only time somebody would put themselves Even in Even jumping situation. from a few stories, it seems Makes like a better... Makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you can, survive, <sighs> you can survive a couple busted ankles. Yeah. You know. A civic funeral was held for the victims on Sunday, the 23rd of November. Approximately 800 family and friends filled Christchurch Cathedral for the church service, with more gathered in the square outside. The funeral procession was so long that by the time the last car left the square, the first had arrived at Rurulong Cemetery in Bromley, more than four kilometers away. Hmm. People lined the streets along the procession's route, processions route, and approximately 10,000 attended the graveside service. Wow. Yeah. There's a memorial in the Rurulong Cemetery, west of the war grave section. It consists of a semicircular rose garden with a stone and timber pergola. Pergola? Hmm? Pergola. Nope. At the head. Is that like a, a gazebo-ish I thing? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of the word. I just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each rose has a bronze marker with the name of a person who lost their life in the fire. The rear wall of the pergola has a marble plaque inset depicting the victim's names. 41 people died in the fire, the highest death toll for a building fire in New Zealand. At first, a lot of people blamed the fire department for not being able to rescue anyone. Well, uh, this really was New Zealand's version of the Triangle Shirtwaist. I, yes. Well, because it's labor related, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There was a court of inquiry to find out exactly what went on. They were asked to look into the cause of the fire and whether all possible means had been taken to warn the staff in public. Answer, no. <laughs> but also answer, like, they weren't trained to. So yeah. it's just a whole bunch of mess. The government wanted to know if there were any special circumstances that contributed to the rapid spread of the fire and whether the fire hazard could have been reduced by the installation of fire prevention equipment or by any other means. Yeah, you know. I wonder. You know. I wonder if fire prevention prevents fires. Yeah. Wait, no, it must do the opposite. Mm-hmm. You sure? Uh, they looked into the structural design of the building and the fire protection and fire escapes were up to code. Oh, to see if they were up to code and to see if any changes to the regulations were needed. Okay, good. Like, mm-hmm. do we need to make changes? Yeah. It's Imagine like, that. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know what the first thing you should do after a mass shooting 
is make sure that there are more guns available. There you go. That's what'll help. Because that just makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what helps? Uh, you know what stops people with guns? Other people with guns who won't go inside to stop the people with guns. That is true. That's what helps. Uh, they were asked to report on the performance of the, of the fire department. The court of inquiry found that there was no evidence that the fire was caused by carelessness of any employee, and they could make no ruling on the cause of the fire. They commented on the removal of the fire alarm and commented on the, quote, curious blindness, end quote, of the company to the risk of fire. So basically, like, you did nothing to consider this risk mitigation. Like, that is beyond... Okay, so... It's it's terrible. Yeah. And it's a horrible idea for physical safety, first and foremost. But can I also say... Like, financially, it's a horrific idea. Like, even if you just want to talk business-wise, that's shit business. Shit business. Oh, my God. What well, That's what we call poor internal controls. A fire alarm system was invented by a Dundin? Dunedin? I'm not sure. Firefighter in 1913. The alarm was activated by smashing the glass. I've seen that. Sure. On a box mounted on a lamp post. There are still those still today. Those, yeah. With a little tiny hammer. Hmm? A metal still hammer. Still have those inside buildings, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, this In sent, case of emergency, break glass. Yes. This sent a single to, signal to a switchboard operator who dispatched a fire engine to where the alarm was raised. The system was still used in some towns in the 1970s. Huh. So that was a long-lasting system. So on lampposts. They stated that the number of deaths could have been greatly reduced if a system like this had been operating in the store. I was unable to work out if the fire alarm removed from the store was the system or just a standalone alarm. I have to wonder if it was false triggering, as I can't work out any other reason why anyone in their right mind would remove know, a safety right? system I mean, just, that may or may not yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, this thing, yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't fires, I mean, you know, they're so yesterday. Even if you smash the glass and it didn't do anything, you are no worse off than finding yeah, there was exactly. no system there at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well... The disappointment factor would definitely change, mm. but uh, you'd still be, the outcome would be the same either right? way. Uh, they mentioned the lack of a sprinkler system and the fact that there was a sole reliance on fire extinguishers. So it's like, we're not trying to not, to prevent the fire, we're trying to put it out once it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's a terrible idea. Let's yeah. not prevent it, yeah. let's suppress it. Let's not do anything to make sure a school shooting doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but when it does... The good guys with guns, when they show up, they'll just stand there and let it happen. That'll oh, work. wait, that's not supposed to work. That's, uh, is that how it's supposed to work? We're I'm, finding some parallels, aren't I'm we? Conf- I'm confused. We're also really, like, cementing this episode in time, but we've done that with every single we episode we've ever quite done. A few so times. there we go. <laughs> they noted that if a sprinkler system had been installed, in all probability, the fire would have been put out. Despite, like you said, it was small, maybe, to begin with. Right, I mean, that's... Or at least contained exactly, to the Exactly, because yeah. if it took that long to mm-hmm. get... Get I mean, going I, and get to the... When yeah. we started this episode, I'm like, that fucking building's going up like this. It really like, did, and, and it's it kind of surprising. Not. It took yeah. it a while. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that whatever was found in the first place could have been... Yep. If so not stopped. Or... If not completely controlled, it was... If you had you the proper... You could have gotten everybody out. Exactly. If you'd had the proper... Alarm system or Or just warning. even the proper training. I don't know right? if employees mm-hmm. even had that type of training at right. that time. You would think so, being... Just coming out of a war. Imagine if they had just said, hey, if you see smoke, 
Your job is to leave. Is to tell every department and head, the, and get the, everyone out of here yeah, now. And go to the phone box down the street. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably everyone would have gotten out because it was another, like, 30 minutes before yeah. the fire department got there. Yeah. They could have evacuated the entire building. Yeah. Just by telling people, do that. That's yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like... It it so, I mean it sounds like they could have saved the building in the, in the if it took that long. Possibly they definitely could have saved all the people. Yes, for sure. And so, it sounds yeah. like probably the building could have been saved too. Yeah, yeah possibly. Like, if it had been properly handled in the first place. But oh, uh, that, then again, we don't we don't do a show about properly handling things in the first place, now do we? No, we don't. Very rarely. Yes. The first fire sprinklers had been installed in a building in New Zealand in the 1890s, but they were not common wow. in the 1940s. I'm kind of surprised they even went back that far. That's, that's yeah, that they're sprinklers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They found that without warning devices and without advice to employees what to do in a fire meant that there was no way an efficient evacuation yeah. could happen. Huh? Uh-huh. There's a shock. Just uh, <laughs> scratch my head on you that one. You know, it's one. funny. If you don't teach people what to do, they, they don't they know what to do. They won't do it. <laughs> they don't know yeah, what to do. They won't do what they need to. Oh, boy. There are some lines of work in which you can just be like, eh, we'll assume they know it unless they ask. For example, my line of work that has happened in my training where basically they just figure I know it unless I ask a question and then, and then they'll explain it. And we can do that with taxes. <laughs> we cannot <laughs> no, we do can't. that with fire. No, we cannot. No. Mm. So, so, it's a wee bit, wee bit of difference. It's a little different. A little different. There was evidence that one of the staff in a position of some authority had advised female employees to report back to their departments on the upper floor at a time when the smoke from the fire was spreading through the whole building. So, like, go further into the building. Go higher up. Use the space. But just the ladies. Explore, explore the building space. <laughs> Just the ladies. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I want you to explore. You know, get in the fire. Get with it. You <laughs> yes. Know, get, you, know. Let, you know, get a feel for yeah. it. Let's let's sway with the fire. Yeah. Let's be one with the fire. Oh my God. There's evidence that some of the sorry that the some of the employees were so ignorant of the layout of the premises that they were unaware of alternative methods of exit from one department to another. Remember, Stephen was talking about all those different ways to get into other buildings. That actually happened at. Um, work one time at a mm. previous job mm-hmm. <clears throat> fire alarm went off because i at this job i worked in a clean room uh-huh so you you were used to you know going up and down the stairs you had to go through an air shower and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. and going back out the opposite way you were so used to doing that the mm-hmm. fire alarm went off one time mm-hmm. it was just a drill uh-huh. And like a supervisor's like, you know, you could have just left out the door to the side because like if there's a fire, you don't have to go through the clean room. Again. Right. Well, he's <laughs> like, cause if there's a fire, we don't care about like being sterile about the conta- <laughs> like there, there's yeah. a fire. Like you, can, like you can just leave. But it's, it's like, but um, it's, but train, it's, it's, yes. yeah. it's a habit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never, and, yep. and it's, it's, you're standing there feeling, uh, mm-hmm. feeling like the biggest dumbass cause, mm-hmm. but you just. You, you just get so used to a routine sometimes well, that you don't... Well, that's why they should do more drills to yeah. train you to... When you hear this, you do something different. Yeah. Um, and I just remember from then on being like, yeah, I'll just literally go I'm outside. Mm-hmm. Because I can. I don't have to go through the fucking air show. My grandpa's biggest thing... My grandfather was a battalion chief um, for years. His biggest thing was always in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. He said, you know... There, they I say. Think talked about that yeah, before. Yeah. There are exits at the front, mm-hmm. right, and they go outside the building. That's yeah. the idea, right? And he would always tell the story about one time the 
alarm went off when he and my grandmother were in the theater and everybody like exited back towards where they came from yes. going further into the building right mm-hmm. like back towards the lobby because that's where you come from that's where you exit at the right. end and he said he just like grabbed my grandmother's hand to make her like stay and then, and then they out. walked outside yeah like that's <laughs> not what you find the nearest exit mm-hmm. it will not necessarily be where you come from which is why like not panicking is the first thing to do. And it's hard because you don't necessarily control that. Um, and everybody reacts but, differently. Yes. But to think about it ahead of time mm-hmm. helps. At least so, have some sort of a yes. mental plan for so it. So anytime you're in a space, a building, first of all, know your own home. What's going to be your best exit? If you're in this room, in that room, like whatever. Talk about it. We've talked <laughs> I have, about I it. I have thought about mm-hmm. that. Yes, yeah, we have we've talked about, about it. And I grabbed Jesse, you grabbed Demetrius, we've mm-hmm. got the whole, and we know where their carriers are, or fucking wrap them up in a blanket or whatever. Yeah, it'd probably be a blanket. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get I them on I wouldn't bother looking either. for the carrier. <laughs> it is just under the bed. But, <laughs> yeah. um, and then, every time you're in, and it's, it does it feel burdensome? Yes. But if it saves your life, it will be helpful one day. Anytime you're in a new public space, think, how would I get out if something happened? Mm-hmm. Is it exhausting? Yes, it kind of is exhausting a little bit to constantly be on <laughs> alert that something well, could happen. You, you don't but need to be on edge. You just no, need to, it's no. just awareness. Up. Exactly. Awareness. Just having a plan ahead of time. Because then if something does happen, you just follow already, through with your previous plan. Right. You've already mm-hmm. thought it out. You're not having to make those decisions under pressure. Mm-hmm. Pressure. Pressure. Speaking of which, we've got the hot space uh, oh, painting yeah. right Where there. Is the, oh, and there's the... Uh, the My Little Pony. Oh, yes. The My Little Freddy. My Little Freddy pony. Pony. My little right Freddy. next to Kristen's I Love Disasters <laughs> cross-stitch. This is the perfect room. <laughs> all right. Huh. The, uh, all right. So, people, uh, the random modifications to the original building wouldn't have helped people escape. Yeah. So, they just made a, a difficult building to get out of. Mm-hmm. They said that the volume of smoke coming from the cellar should have warned executive officers within two or three minutes after the arrival of the fire brigade that the fire was serious and there was a need for urgent evacuation. All steps reasonably possible were not taken to warn all members of the public on the premises of the existence and severity of the fire. Special circumstances contributing to the rapid spread of the fire were the very large areas with unprotected vertical and lateral openings. The late call to the fire brigade, which allowed inflammable gas to accumulate before their arrival. Another factor. Mm -hmm. It was noticed that there was a failure of the fire brigade to take effective action to attack the fire in the first 10 minutes of their arrival. Oh, because the the alleged, well, or at least thought of... uh, Uh, cooking up to the hydrants, Mm -hmm. and that the flammable nature of much of the stock and soft fiber board used throughout the building helped the fire (laughs) spread. This place was a tinderbox. They found that the fire hazard could have been reduced by the installation of an automatic sprinkler slash fire alarm system, the provision of adequate fire doors, oh yeah, also ways to get out, modes of aggress, and the total prohibition of untreated wood. Yeah. The provision of standpipes throughout the building with hoses attached, the enclosure of, li- enclosure of lift shafts, and stairways by smoke stop partitions. So there is multiple things they could have done. It, anything they could have done. Ballantines had breached the Christchurch City bylaws. Permits had not been obtained for the openings in interior walls and the use of softwood fiberboard for partitions. They just weren't even up to code. 
the inquiry's recommendations resulted in several changes. It brought about the Fire Services Act of 1949, which was the first attempt to standardize the fire service organization, its administration, and financing. A new organization was formed called the Fire Service Council. When Ballantyne's reopened in 1948, it had a fire alarm system installed and a safety pamphlet was issued to all staff explaining the evacuation policy. See, there you go. And that's all, <laughs> that's, I mean... What the fuck? Like, that's all it took. Uh, yeah. <sighs> the all, the memorial for the victims of the fire was damaged in the Christchurch earthquake. Oh, but it has been repaired since. Oh, okay. That's good. The first fire engine on the scene has been restored, and it is in the Fire Engine Museum in Ferrymead. It took four years to restore. That would be really interesting Damn. to see. That's uh, quite a project if it yeah. took that long. Shit, you can build a house quicker than that. Right? <laughs> Ballantyne's department store is still on the same site today. Man, place to visit for a New Zealand trip. I wonder if there are... See, this is where my brain goes with that kind of oh, shit. So I wonder if there are, like, you know, like ghost stories there mm. there must be see that's where my brain doesn't go because my brain just says there are no such things so it doesn't matter see i think there are but that's okay yeah you're alone yeah i don't have to think there are but i, I, I did are. uh i was watching this thing like the other day of uh the the five most haunted battlegrounds in in the world not just the okay. united states but the number one was gettysburg, gettysburg. and like apparently there are all these like rock formations on that part of Mm-hmm. And all the soldiers that got killed, they because their bodies were out in the sunlight, mm-hmm. bloating and kind of, mm-hmm. we know what happens to a dead body. So in they the kind area. of threw them all in there to get them out of the sun. And they're like, well, we'll get back to them later and then dig the, in. Like a mass grave? Pretty much, okay. yeah. yeah. And that's what people think is the source of... of uh, Haunting? Yes. Or well, not haunt, just, just ghost sightings. You know, I mean, they're, uh-huh. and they showed plenty of pictures, like people taking a random picture of uh-huh. like a tour going through. Uh-huh. And then there's like a specter of a person. Who knows mm-hmm. if they fucking put it yeah, in there? Yeah, no, but, I gotcha. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a World War One battle site, which I'm mm-hmm. sure probably is fucking haunted. You know what I mean? So, so you believe that places can be haunted? I believe that there are just energies and stuff okay. like that that are out uh-huh. there that we just don't fully understand. Uh-huh. It it might not be trying to harm us or help us. Or uh-huh. It might just be something that's just there. Right. I know yeah. you're, you're a believer in, like, energy and, like, like you said, kind of, of like the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I believe in, like, um, physical energy. Like, you know. And I also am open to the idea that there are dimensions we don't. Sure. Be, because There's we all don't sorts understand of shit physics. we don't understand. Like, no. we really don't. We don't There's... understand non your time. That's correct. You know. Yes. I mean... I, and I believe that some of that stuff could really be. So, I think, if anything, that might explain some of that stuff. Yeah. I don't actually think that, like, say, dead Civil War soldiers are somehow still around. I, I, w- I would more be open to the idea that of, like, dimensions crossing over to where we're seeing 18-whatever versus yeah, I mean, shit, that, that they're somehow well. alive today or, like, unalive <laughs> Or maybe today, that's what know? it is and we just don't understand it. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, who the fuck that? Should just, I read the, la- <laughs> the very last that, that, bit and that, then we can continue? <laughs> Um, so they're still on site today. Like most stores, they sell only outsourced products. Okay, so they're not a local store anymore. The Ballantine's Fire is still the worst building fire in New Zealand's history. Well, I mean... Oh, wow. Good for you, because we've got fires that have killed hundreds of people. Yeah. 
over we here. We have shootings States. that have killed that many people. So. No, not hundreds not quite. yet. No, no. Well, dozens. Well, no, 41. Have we had that many? What's the highest we're at now? 20-something? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, obviously too many, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. To our international listeners, <laughs> they might have picked up on the fact that there have been two like high profile mass shootings like almost on top of which each is other. so funny because we all constantly have mass shootings. well we do but the rest of the world is looking at us like we're fucking nuts we are like we are know? we really really are you know? and <laughs> we're fucked up everybody send help yeah. please yes i mean yes instead of thoughts and prayers just send please help please send help yeah. we need help we need send rescuing. new zealanders send <laughs> send whoever you've got <laughs> Send a plane to come get us, and yes, we'll, that too. we'll, we'll can, escape. You can definitely do that. Um, Last helicopter out of sight. Yeah, I'll take that flight if <laughs> it's like, Christ. yeah, if it's like you're going to move to New Zealand. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> we're fine with that. Okay. I don't want to go there for like a week and then have to take that flight back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kelly yeah. and I were talking about that today. I was saying that you weren't a fan of like the long flight. And she's like, that's fair. It's really like you need to take the flight and stay for a month. Pretty much. Then that's kind of how I like feel. it feels like you reset. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> Plus, yeah. I also didn't think of like a flight to a smoker as very different than a flight to a non-smoker. Was, that, that wouldn't be that much of a problem. Do you think you'd think. have to like chew nicotine gum or do patches or something? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Like 12 hours? I don't think so. No? No. I think I could get through. Okay. Um, but, uh, no, it's just the, that's a lot of travel. It is a lot of travel. It is. In a short space. But we have seen how beautiful the place is. I know. I do. And pictures I I would like to see it. Yes. I, I really would. We do need to go. When we, we, we need, do... We need the Earth's core to erupt again so that it moves the <laughs> continent closer. It just needs to be closer, that's all. It just all. needs to be closer. Yeah. Well, no, what we need to do, like I talked about, is like we need to go to California first, then to Hawaii for a bit, and then we go to New Zealand. See, that's too much. See, we, we've already we've already done trips where we tried to put in, fit in too much. No, 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 but not as... Not a sightseeing to those places. I know, but I'd want to sightsee like, in California and well, in Hawaii. Well, we'll go another time. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, if and when, well, and when we get to New Zealand, we will put out that information for our New Zealand listeners yes. so we can meet up with you all. For sure, absolutely. Because uh, we need to, we need to start doing that a little bit more as travel becomes more possible. That's true. We're not we have we, we haven't traveled all that much no, in the last two years because we have not been um we're not going to be able to do a live show necessarily because we're just not big enough no so for being smaller you know our i think the smarter thing is for us (laughs) to individually meet the only time we could do a live show Mm -hmm. would be at like one of your band's performances like when everything is already set up (laughs) and it's just like okay for the first 10 minutes or like we did for our wedding (laughs) we rent a venue (laughs) yeah which yes So, um, but, like, we're working on meeting with James, because he's local and we haven't... If anyone else is local, hit us up. Well, we'll, if you want to. Yeah, if you feel like it. We, we can... Um, it, for me, as long as it's outdoors, because of COVID, I'm still not an indoor fan. Indoor hangout fan. But, um, and we're going to see... Hopefully, we'll see Quinn Quincy when we're on our way down to Savannah soon. Sure. So, so yeah. Um, 
I don't know why I'm saying all that other than to just distract us from the horrible thing we just talked yeah, about. I mean, it's... But a very good script, Stephen. Yes, thank, thank you very you much, so Stephen. much. Again, thank yes. you. Yes. And but, we um... still have several, and it's so nice that when my executive dysfunction kicks in, it's just like, hey, it's nice to have you a guys well. have us covered. Yes, it's yes, awesome. you do. Thank you very mm-hmm. much for that. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that was, that. I feel like that was also something we wouldn't have heard about. No. Unless somebody, like, It is interesting it. that it's the most deadly fire in New Zealand. It right? is. It is. Lucky uh-huh. for you, it was only a couple dozen people. But for such a small nation, yeah, that's a lot it is. of people. Yeah, that's you true. Know, per capita-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is New Zealand, like, five million people? Oh, my God. I don't even know. I feel like we've mentioned it, I but I it honestly is. don't remember. Think- um, you know what? I The number two million is sticking in my head, but that could be really understating. So you're saying five? I think so. Because I just remember Popu- that almost knocked over. I know. Population um, New Zealand. Because I remember thinking we have like a couple cities that are bigger than that. Five million. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Like the metro area of like New York, Chicago, and LA is bigger than that. Population yes, wide. <laughs> Of each individual yes, one, yes. not, not uh, together. Not combined. Yeah. No, New York is like two or 13, three times Yeah, that. it's like 13 million. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, in the metro area. So, but they have, New Zealand is so much So bigger. anything that happens to them, so five into, what are we at, 350 million? So 20, yeah, 20. Like 30, so per capita, anything that happens to them, you have to times it by 70. Jesus. To, so it's to put in line with like us. 200 and... It's like 9-11. Yeah. It's like fucking 9-11. No, 200, not 3,000. No, you said you had to multiply it by how many times? 70. Okay, what's 40 times 70? 280. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 2,800. Mm-hmm. Yes! Yeah, Jesus Christ. So it's nearly fucking yeah. 9-11 levels. God. That's pretty... Yeah. And this and this was back in the 40s. Their population could have been way less. Oh, it was, it was definitely way less. Mm-hmm. It might have been 2 million then. That might have been yeah, very... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, shit, around this time, America was probably about 100 million post-World War II. Yeah, don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. Then all those people, like, decided to come back and, like, make all these children. Oh, my God. That would go on to legislate our lives in such a miserable manner. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, but, and they won't leave power is the other thing. They, they oh, just, Canada. Yeah. Or Australia. What's the, what's the Australian, uh... <laughs> oh, I don't. Australia. I don't know the Australian. We need <laughs> there is to learn one. the Australian and New Zealand anthems. <laughs> or the Portugal one. <laughs> We've thought I know um, the UK. <laughs> well, I know England. I don't um, know that at all. It's uh, America. Uh, no, no, no. God save the Queen from every mountainside. Let freedom ring. Yes. Is that it? Really? Yes, it's the tune, not the okay. words. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Da da, my country tis of thee. That's it. Okay. That's what we call it. But it's like, Britannia. <laughs> it's not what it's. That's, I don't know the words. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh my god, it, I cannot no, sing. Let, let, we no. should probably just stop. I know it ends. God <laughs> save the queen. She's still alive. You know, she's I like know. a thousand she years won't old. She will die. 
They, poor, poor Charles is like, come on, they, for fuck's sake. They even had to prove she's alive recently. They had to, like, drag her I know, out. I did, I did see. Poor fucking, like, 99-year-old lady. And her doctors are like... They've, they've got, like, a fucking... They've got, like, a shock thing, like, like, like for <laughs> a cow. Like, cattle prod. <laughs> Get up. And, they, and her doctors are telling her, like, oh, t- for your health, you can't drink your martini in the evenings anymore. Said, like, fuck, fuck that. you. Like, no way. <laughs> Like Who just, would tell, like, a 90-something-year-old? It's, like, it's like fucking just for that, I'm going to have three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I would say? You, you know the best time to become, like, an alcoholic yeah, or a drug addict? Yes, go yeah, for it. Because you're going to fucking die anyway. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're hanging on to much. No notes on that. Just go for it. What's the oldest living person ever? Maybe, like, 112? I, I don't oh, even know if anybody's gotten yeah, that Yeah, no, it's been, like, um, I yeah. want to say, like, 120. But once you get into your 90s, I mean, it, the clock's it's pretty much done. Have like it's, fun. <laughs> just yeah. do it. You yeah, do try it. Try cocaine. Sure. <laughs> It'll literally give you a heart attack instantly. <laughs> <laughs> just be ready to die but have but, fun but, but you're already ready to have die have fun doing you know why because you're 90 <laughs> <laughs> I mean you've been thinking about death for like a good 20 years at that point <laughs> I'm so glad I stopped reading reviews of our podcast alright uh, somehow when we thought we were gonna have nothing to say we've gone on for like a fucking hour and a half so shall we wrap this up wrap it up yes Cut it out. I'm going to pretend that that didn't happen. That was from Dave Coulier. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I know. I'm, I'm aware. You know Canada's <laughs> national yes, one of them. Coulier. One of them. He's a gem. So that was the Ballantine's Department Store Fire, 18 November 1947. Mm-hmm. This has been another episode. Oh, by, by Stephen. By Thank Stephen, you, yes. Stephen. Thank you very much. Uh, once again, for your mm-hmm. fourth, fifth, sixth script. And One there's more in the more in the more queue. in the bucket. Yeah. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>